Your first three dates were amazing. Now it's date four, he's back at your place and he's reaching for your belt buckle. You're turned on, but you don't think this is a great idea, but you don't want to stop him either and make a great date turn awkward. What can you do to set a healthy boundary and still let him know that you're interested? This is one of my favorite topics and I'm going to go off on it in just a minute. Stick around. I'm Evan Marcatz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn how to navigate sex while you're dating. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So if you're fine having sex with someone who never calls you, or if you're the woman who is super sex positive and you want to test drive the car before you buy it, that's perfectly fine. I don't judge you. I, I, it, it makes you no different than me. And you don't need to listen to this video. Right? This video is very specifically for women who are tired of sleeping with men and discovering that afterwards the relationship doesn't actually go anywhere and they feel bad about it. So again, this is not necessarily for everybody, but this is for women who are tired of sleeping with men and discovering that the sex doesn't mean anything and the relationship doesn't take off. I'm going to give you a step-by-step -step explanation of why it's useful to make men wait for sex and exactly what to say to him to make him buy in. I've done this before in previous videos, um, but uh, I've got a new angle on it today. I think you're going to enjoy it. I'm going to give you very specific scripting on how to talk and why to say what I'm going to ask you to say. If you enjoy this empowering advice that I'm about to share with you, make sure you click on the link below to apply to Love You. It's my signature course that helps you understand guys and fix your broken man picker once and for all. The best way I could help you is to get you into Love You and have you join my community of smart, strong, successful women who are falling in love, getting married, and setting healthy boundaries with men. So now back to sex. So this is a concept I teach in the sex unit of Love You, and it's a concept called sexclusivity. I didn't trademark it, but it's mine. Uh, it's basically the idea that you don't sleep with any guy who's not your boyfriend. And once again, it's not that it's wrong to sleep with men outside of a committed relationship. It's not wrong at all. It's often ineffective in that, in your experience, sleeping with a guy doesn't really give you any necessary hope that he's gonna guarantee to call you the next day or want to commit to you down the road. So in general, I explain it with my typical hand gestures, which you can't see in the podcast. Um, basically, life is a Venn diagram. Men want um, speed. Women want some form of comfort, right? Rightfully knowing that, hey, I don't want to hook up with a guy who is still on Bumble the next day, so maybe we should not do this. So there's this point on the graph where men get what they want and women get what they want, but it's not always the same thing. Guys are often willing to sleep with someone who they have no feelings for, aren't even attracted to, or don't even like very much, right? Happens all the time. Most women I know wouldn't do that. They wouldn't sleep with someone that they don't like. They wouldn't sleep with someone they're not attracted to. And very often they wouldn't sleep with someone um, that they don't have some form of feelings for or some form of hope for. So there's a point on this graph where men get to keep on moving forward and women get to set healthy boundaries. And it's a process that works for both parties. And so 
in my view, we, we, we really, we, we have to talk somewhat explicitly, not terribly explicitly because I'm, I'm still trying to appeal to the mainstream, but basically the way to make this work is to go back to junior high school or high school and to go around the bases and employ foreplay. Really great active foreplay. Um, think about the time before you were having intercourse, how great foreplay was. Um, you could bring some of that back and actually really enjoy um, various forms of sexual activity, um, if not intercourse, prior to being in a relationship. Because I believe that guys want to keep things moving. I think that's the thing that often animates them. It's not that you know he's going to insist on getting laid on date one or date three or these sort of made up numbers that, that, um, that people think they should go by. It's really just the idea that the guy wants to feel like he's making progress. And so how do we set healthy boundaries, have some fun, keep the guy interested, right? Have you feel more tethered to him, have him make an effort for you? Well, this is all built up in the process of foreplay, right? You want to pace and alternate your dates. So let's say you go up on a date and, um, end of the date, he makes a move to kiss you and you're attracted to him, I would probably kiss him back instead of pushing him away and saying, I don't kiss guys, right? It'll work a lot better. It'll make him feel a lot better about coming back for a second date if if you say yes. And now you make out for a little bit and he maybe he wants to go further and you're like, I, I gotta go. This has been a great night. You know, give me a call tomorrow. And so the guy follows up via text, right? Maybe he he progresses to a second date. Maybe your second date, um, you go a little further. Maybe you know you're you know you make out in the back of his car and he gets to second base or something like that. Whatever your deal is, you want to keep things moving and alternate your dates so that it doesn't just become all about the pursuit of the physical. If you went too far, then you could plan a date where you go to farmers market the next day. You go to a baseball game. You take a picnic in the park. Right. You could nudge people towards things. You could even be honest, be like, oh my God, that, you know, hey, he, he texts you, hey, want to come over? It's 11 o'clock. Hey, want to come over? Right. Bring a bottle of wine. Oh my God, I would love to. I'm really attracted to you, but um, blah, 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 blah. So you're, you're, you're really trying to redirect, acknowledge the attraction, right? Don't make him feel like he's a terrible person for wanting to move fast or finding you attractive or wanting to have sex. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy. It also doesn't mean he's a good guy. Right? Just because a guy finds you attractive or just because a guy has sex with you really has nothing to do with whether he wants to commit to you. Right? And if you're looking for commitment, it generally <laughs> works better to not sleep with guys and then keep your fingers crossed that he's going to call you. So a guy makes a further investment in you. Right? And this is a love you principle. We said, you know, men look for sex and find love in the process of trying to get laid. He's discovering, oh, she's cool. Oh, she's funny. Oh, she's smart. Oh, I like hanging out with her. So he starts to enjoy you platonically, right? Even while his goal is to try to move things fast sexually. Right? And what you're paying attention to is his follow-up. How quickly does he follow up? Is he just texting you? Does he want to see you on platonic grounds? Does he want to do anything other than show up at your place or say, hey, come over, I'm cooking dinner and get you back to his place? Are all of his texts laden with sexual innuendo? So really, you're trying to assess, is this guy boyfriend material? But you can't know that right up front. All you know is he's cute, funny, charming, 
whatever. So we're trying to assess, is this guy boyfriend material? All right, over the course of, again, made up numbers, four to six weeks. All right, if he's going a lot faster, you could slow him down. And if things are not happen, happening sexually, you want them to ha happen sexually, you could plan dates that, that do get him back to your place. Like you could, you have the power to do that. If feel, things feel like they're stagnating and you want them to happen, you have so much power as a woman to either to redirect or say yes to what a guy is pushing for. And that's where it lies. So if we're moving around the bases, we're going from first base, second base to third base, you can spend a lot of time on third base, right? Which is, which is various forms of you know, man, manual and oral stimulation. You can spend a lot of time there over a few weeks as you assess whether this guy is boyfriend material or not. Now, reasonable people can disagree. Someone can say that's more intimate than, than intercourse, right? I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna argue with you about that. Um, I do have a belief, uh, it's, you know, it's anecdotal rather than science that more people pay greater attention to who they've slept with. People have a, you know, a list in their head of the number of people they slept with. I don't think they have necessarily the same list for, for third base. Maybe you do, I don't know. I'm not saying you have to. I'm not saying you have to follow this like it's the letter of the law. What I want you to do is pay attention to the spirit of the law, right? The spirit of the law is men want to move, right? Men want to make progress. They want to feel sexually desirable. They want to know that you desire them, right? You can only say, no, 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 right? I don't do that. I don't do that, right? He, the guy's only going to come back for kiss, kisses on the cheek um, for so, so many dates before he's like, okay, this, this is really starting to feel like you're not interested in me. Now, you're doing it to set a boundary. So I really think it's important to bring back foreplay. It's not like, well, if I kiss him, I have to sleep with him. Or if he goes back to my place, I have to sleep with him, right? And if I don't want to sleep with him, I shouldn't kiss him or I shouldn't bring him back to my place. No, you should kiss him. You should bring him back to your place. Just lead him around the bases at your pace. And if you lead him around the bases for close to a month, you will have enough information to decide whether he's worthy of being your boyfriend, right? And he'll have enough information to decide whether he wants to be your boyfriend too. This is, this is mutual. You're both trying to figure things out. But the key to making this whole thing work is what I'm gonna call the sexclusivity speech, right? The sexclusivity speech is how you set your boundaries. And again, that might be, be on date two. You don't do it over dinner. But if when he makes his push for sex, when he reaches for his wallet for the condom, Okay, you give him a sexclusivity speech. And what the sexclusivity speech does is four things. It lets him know that you're attracted to him, that you're a sexual being, that you don't have any issues around sex, that you have high standards for who you sleep with, right? and that you're not trying to trap him into a relationship. This one little 20 second speech does all of that. And it's all the things that a guy really wants to hear. And you say it, and that's why it works so well. You gotta believe it for it to work. So it goes something like this, right? Guy reaches for his wallet, guy reaches for your belt buckle. Guy says, do you want to have sex? Right? Oh my God, Brad, it's always Brad here. Oh my God, Brad, I'm so attracted to you, right? I would really love to sleep with you, right? Shows him you're a sexual creature who is attracted, doesn't have issues around sex. However, I don't sleep with guys unless I'm in a relationship, right? It doesn't feel good to get on Bumble the next morning and see the guy that I slept with. You can understand that, right? Impossible for him to say, to disagree with that. And so, 
right? Since we don't know each other that well, I say we continue to have some fun right here in the bedroom, right? And over time, if we both determine this is a relationship worth having, you're in for the night of your life. Right. There we go, right there. I'm attracted to you. I don't have issues around sex. I have high standards for who I sleep with. I wait for a relationship. I don't know if I want this to be a relationship, neither than you, but we'll figure that out together. Perfection. And the guy's reaction to this will tell you everything. If that's the last time you see him, guess what? Your sex exclusivity speech worked. That's, that's how you know it was effective. You screened out the guy who just wanted to get laid. But the fact is most reasonable guys are totally gonna respect that, be attracted to it, find it indicative of a woman with high self-esteem, high standards. Right? The wrong guy bails, the right guy sticks around and says, cool. Right? And you continue to have some fun, you continue to see each other, and the picture becomes clearer over the next few weeks as to whether you're worth being in a couple and having sex. So having a strong foreplay game is really almost a superpower. Knowing this speech is almost a superpower for women who choose to employ it. Now, I've gotten a lot of shit on the internet from people who, who disagree with me here. I don't expect you to agree with everything I say, but I do hope you can consider that I've taken a lot of women, thousands of women through this in my Why He Disappeared book, Through Love You, and they employ sex exclusivity to great effect so they don't get hurt by sleeping with guys who are strangers who don't call them. And they indicate to guys right up front that they're interested, they're sexual, and that they have high standards and boundaries and the right guy is going to see fit to give you a month before you both figure that out together. So comment below, let me know what you think. I really appreciate you giving me the time to, to get all these thoughts out and I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Oh, by the way, check the show notes, uh, either in the podcast or, in, uh, or on YouTube. There's a link to an article called Why Women Should Make Men Wait for Sex Part Two. I wrote about this at length on my blog years ago. It remains the best defense of these ideas because it has all the objections to these ideas written in there. So check that out as well. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.